Sunrose Yoga. Reveal and remember your sacred nature through the practice of yoga. The Sunrose Yoga Podcast is a collection of audio recordings, videos, and writings about the practices of yoga. The mission of this podcast is to share the teachings in an accessible way and to hold space for meaningful discussion about yoga. To learn more, please visit sunroseyoga.com. The podcast is made possible by the generous donations of students. If you practice with us here, please consider making a one-time or recurring donation over at sunroseyoga.com. Thank you. Hi, everybody, and thanks for being here for episode 128. This is a gentle Hatha yoga class where we really talk quite a bit about seeing and being seen. Really juicy conversation that we had at the beginning of the class that I'm really excited to share with you. So thanks for being here. At the end of February, I'm hosting another at-home retreat. This time, the theme is Clarity. It will be available to you for free beginning February 28th. All you have to do is sign up, and you can sign up over at sunroseyoga.com. There's an icon that says Clarity, the at-home retreat. So you might have noticed that we changed the name of the podcast back to what it was in the beginning. So now we're back to Samadhi Rush, and I feel really good about that, and I hope you do too. Along those lines, you might know that I've been hosting an eight-week course in real life and online called Whole Yoga, The Other Seven Limbs. Well, the final class will be released this week. And so this is the last week that you can sign up at the low rate of free or by donation. And this is the week that we are really getting into a discussion about samadhi. And it's super juicy, super fun, super deep. I hope that you will join us. Sign up again is just over at my website, sunroseyoga.com. Look for more courses in the whole yoga series starting in March. Yeah. Thanks everybody for being here. So I've been thinking a lot lately about seeing each other and being seen. Do any of you watch the show Transparent? Or have you seen it? Yeah. Yes. So, first of all, recommendation for this program that right now I think is just available on Amazon. But so the basic premise is the show is about this man, you know, he's probably in his 60s, maybe early 70s, who's coming out as transsexual to his family, to his adult children and his wife, um, whom he's divorced from for many years, but still friendly with. And so that's like the basic premise of the show is his coming out and renegotiating with the world 
uh, as, as a woman. But the show is really about like, the desire that each of us has to be seen, like really seen as we are by other people. But how most of the time we're like wandering around recycling thoughts, judgments, stories, lists, so that we're, we're incapable, we're blind to other people. So that's what the show is like. That's the, the nectar of this show is like opening our eyes. And, and really, like that's the purpose of our practice. Like that is, that's yoga. Yoga, chitta, vritti, nirodaha is, yoga is seeing more clearly what is actually happening. So how do we start? What do you think that, like, we, one simple thing we can do to start seeing more clearly? Slow down. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, slow down. Start doing more. Just like, I, I just keep coming back to like, just pay attention. Yeah. Or just start it. Mm -hmm. Once you're a bit curious or a bit. Because mm -hmm. we train our bodies. Absolutely. Uh, the addiction, like we try to start to lose weight a little, so either because we're excited about what we're eating, like coffee or sugar. Yeah. As I pick up my tea. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, and so all of all of these things are they're you know they're a practice. So we approach them little by little, bit by bit, and there there are things that might not be <clears throat> visible on the surface. You know, like like a fire truck with its sirens on is obvious to us, but some of these practices like slowing down and creating space and listening, accepting like, if they're hard to see from the outside. So it takes an almost like radical dedication. Um, it's countercultural. So let's like that, let's let that inspire our our work today, and we'll begin by making a couple ohms. I think it's it's warm enough, right? Like it doesn't need to be any warmer. Okay. Someone had cranked that back way up to seventy-seven. It feels good. It, it feels good. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> okay, so I'll play some some notes. And you can sing them or sing other notes. And sing at your own pace. Begin when you feel like it and let it fade out. This is a harmonium. 
And um, the sounds that we'll make are opening sounds like om, maybe hum, maybe ma, and whatever else occurs to you in the moment. There's no way to do this wrong. And if it's your first time singing with a harmonium, welcome. So in time, we'll make our way down onto the floor, onto the back, if you're not there already. And you might roll down or come down with the support of the elbows, if that makes more sense. And to start, we'll extend the body completely onto the floor. So we'll straighten the legs all the way out. And with a breath in, we'll reach the arms, hands, and fingers up toward the sky. And as you breathe out, reach the arms, hands, and fingers up overhead and let the backs of the hands rest on the floor. And let the elbows bend enough 
so that there is ease in the shoulders. So your elbows might bend all the way to 90 degrees or more um, to find a place of ease in the shoulders. And so we'll start really simply with our feet. And we'll bring the feet, uh, the hips actually, into neutral rotation. And you can tell that that's happening because the knees and the toes point straight up toward the sky, neither in nor out, but just straight up. And from there, we'll press the heels into the floor at about, I don't know, like 70% effort just so that you can make a little contact, heels into the floor. And from there, as you breathe in, start to point the toes. And as you breathe out, flex the feet. Right? You breathe in, point the toes. Breathe out, flex. Now, if the low back is feeling cranky here, you might place your blanket underneath the, the backs of the thighs, underneath the hamstrings. So we're just pointing and flexing. And the work, you know, the work of seeing, of listening, of creating space comes from noticing what you feel in your body as you point and flex. Point and flex. And you might start to notice how far up the body from the feet you feel that. You feel it in the shins, in the calves, in the knees. <clears throat> and so we'll change this movement, this action a little bit, and we'll start to circle the ankles. And we'll circle the ankles in opposite directions so that when your right foot is moving clockwise, your left foot is moving counterclockwise or vice versa. So they're either pointing in toward each other, out away from each other, yeah. <laughs> and as you coordinate that, you might start to marry the movement with the breath. And for some people it feels good as the toes point down toward the bottom of the mat or toward the west to exhale, and as they make their way back up toward flexing to breathe in. And some people find that more naturally happens in reverse for them. There's no magical way to do it. Just find a way to bring the breath and the body together. And notice that. Where do you feel that movement? In the knees? In the hips? in the core.
that those movements switch directions. Those circles switch directions. Notice how that changes things. And they make the, the circles smaller and smaller. space where it's hard to tell whether you're moving. We'll sweep the arms down alongside the body and turn the palms of the hands to face the sky. And we'll start to bend the knees, almost like you're dragging the heels in the direction of your backside. Organizing so that the heels are about as wide as the sitting bones and the knees are stacked over the ankles. And for a breath or two, you might breathe in and press the feet and the small of the back, the lumbar curve, into the floor and breathe out and come back to neutral. Just a couple of times, just noticing the connection with the back of the body and the earth. Do some, we'll practice some dynamic, sweet, soft bridges here. And so as you take a breath in, <coughs> press the feet into the floor, press the small of the back into the floor, and start to lift the hips away from the floor, pressing the feet into the earth using the legs. And as you breathe out, roll back down, release. And we'll do that a couple of times, breathing in, making that connection before lifting the hips away from the earth, using the strength of the legs to lift the sacrum and peel the spine away from the floor. And breathing out into the stomach. And you might begin to practice that noticing. Notice the connection that the feet are making with the floor. Notice 
breath out, start to roll the spine back down. And just pause and notice what you feel. Now, if you feel something like crankiness or grouchiness in your back, then next time do less. And so in time, with the breath in, you might hug the knees to the chest and sway from side to side. Notice the contact the back of your body is making with the earth. The back of the skull is making with the earth. Attention follows our interest. Like if we just start to become more interested, it will become easier to pay attention. And so in time, we'll release both of the feet back to the floor, knees bent, so we're in a shape of constructive rest and we'll press the sole of the left foot into the floor and as you breathe in draw the right knee in toward the chest and as you breathe out extend the right leg toward the sky now you might have noticed some of you some of us because this happens to me too right now you might find that as you did that your left Flank or your left booty came up off the floor and can you let that left side get a little bit heavier and what did you feel when that happened and so we'll bring the hands to the points of the hips maybe the thumbs to the points of the hips maybe the hands and we'll flex the right foot just the teeniest tiniest bit I mean I would say like 40% and as you inhale, internally rotate the hip so the knee and the toes point inward, sort of like a pigeon toe. And as you exhale, externally rotate the hip so that the knee and the toes point out like a, like a duck foot. And we'll do that for a couple of breaths, just that nice little flossing of the hip, internal and external rotation. And you know, give your body, the brain of your body, a lot of space for figuring this out. And maybe become interested in what's happening with the hips. And the next time that you exhale and your hip is in external rotation, we'll start to bend the knee and bring the right ankle to the top of the left knee and let everything sort of settle, let everything become a little bit heavier there. 
And with the ankle resting at the top of the knee, we'll do a little bit more of that rotation work. And so this time, keeping the sole of the left foot on the floor, as you breathe in, we'll just sort of invite the right knee to move in the general direction of your heart, keeping the ankle on the knee. And as you exhale, bring it back to its original position, which may, we might call like a hip in bloom. And as you breathe in, draw that knee in the general direction of the heart. It won't make it to the heart. And as you exhale, return it to its original position. And this can be really useful to have the hands at the hips to notice what's happening. And the next time you exhale and externally rotate the hip, we'll pause there. This will be deep enough for some of us, but for some of us, we'll go slightly deeper where without using the hands, we'll lift the left foot away from the floor. So we'll move into the strength of the core. And you might let a sway, a really slow sway happen from left to right. Let your left heel stay heavy. And in time, we'll let an exhalation lower the left foot back to the floor. And we'll sweep the arms out a bit away from the body, maybe not quite to perpendicular to the spine, but on their way. Palms up or down, just depending on what feels the best for the shoulders. And with an exhalation, we'll start to lower the outer left leg in the general direction of the floor, lowering the sole of the right foot toward the floor as well. Now it might not make it, so like we're just talking generally, general direction. So we would call this a, a twisting figure four. And if it's useful, you might use one of your blocks to support your outer left knee or under the sole of the right foot, yeah. And something that might be interesting is to take one hand and maybe press it into the top or the inside of your right thigh, pushing it away from the body. So you're still, we're still working And once you do that, can you let your right hip sort of settle into its pocket, sort of soften, expand into spaciousness? Yeah. And with the breath in, we'll bring everything back to the center. And as you breathe out, extend the right leg toward the sky and give it a little bit of a wiggle, a little bit of a jiggle. And then release. 
and between the two sides will just pause. So you might fully extend into Shavasana, or you might bend the knees and rest the knees against each other. And notice the right side of the body and notice the left side of the body. And in time, we'll bring the soles of the feet back to the floor, back to that shape of constructive rest. And we'll press the sole of the right foot into the floor. And with a breath in, draw the left knee toward the chest. And with a breath out, extend that leg toward the sky. And again, it might be useful to you to bring the hands to the points of the hips as you breathe in and internally rotate the hip, and breathe out and externally rotate. And the work here comes in really allowing and inviting the movement to originate in the hip. Because the effects the things we see here are what the toe and the knee, toes and the knee are doing. It's easy to kind of go to that. But the more comfortable the body is you know, with the work here, the lower you can drop into like the hip and let the internal and external rotation originate there. And the next time you're in external rotation where the toes are pointing out, the knee is pointing out. Bend at the knee and bring the ankle to the top of your opposite knee, yeah. And we'll try it there too, where here we're in external rotation. As you inhale, draw the knee in the general direction of the chest. And as you breathe out, bring it back to neutral. And if you can, keep the sole of your right foot on the floor. The action here is happening deep in the hip. So the next time that you exhale into external rotation, that bloom in the hip will stay there. And for some of you, this will be deep enough as you invite that sense of blooming in the hip. For some of you, it will make sense without using the hands to lift the right foot away from the floor. Yeah. And let the heel be heavy. It might wind up near your backside. And without using the hands, just sort of like let your body sway slowly, like at the pace of a snail. And if you have some, you know, real holding patterns in the hips, the slower you move, the deeper you'll feel that, the deeper the release there. Very 
And so we'll, in time, exhale and lower the right foot to the floor, keeping everything else as it is. You might sweep the arms a bit wider from the body. And again, palms up, palms down, whatever feels the most natural on the shoulders. And as you exhale, start to lower, just almost like you're doing a reclining twist here. Lower the outer right leg toward the floor. Lower the sole of the left foot toward the floor. And unlike you know, our, our regular old-fashioned reclining twist, Atara Parivartanasana, we're, we're moving that inner left leg away from the floor. So we're blooming through the hip. Nice. And again, if it would make sense to press a hand into the inner left thigh and press it away from the body a little bit so that you could sort of relax into the left hip. Just notice what you're feeling there. Maybe notice the distance from the left sitting bone to the point of the left hip. And slowly with the breath in, we'll bring the legs back to the center, bring back onto the sole of the right foot. And as you breathe out, extend the left toward the sky and wiggle it out, jiggle it out. And release. And then just notice, what do you feel? So I'm going to give you a little warning here. We're going to get up. So you might start to hug the knees to the chest and roll to one side. If you feel like, you know, more movement, you could roll front to back until you roll all the way up. And we'll meet on all fours, hands and knees. And hands and knees, table pose, can always be forearm table. If you would like, if you would, if it would feel better on the wrist to come down to the elbows. And really take your time to sort of feel your way into this shape, all fours. And you might experiment with some of the variables, like tucking the toes under, untucking the toes, looking a little bit forward, looking directly between the thumbs, and sort of clawing or pawing your fingertips into the floor to engage the hands, to engage the forearms. As you breathe in, let the heart sag between the shoulders as you look forward and up slightly, tailbone points up. This is cow pose. And as you breathe out, press the palms of the hands into the floor. Start to round the back as you look between the knees or toward the belly. 
And we'll move like that a couple of times at the pace of your own breath, moving just like you. The movements don't have to be big or dramatic or swoopy. They can be really close to the top. No one else needs to see that anything is happening. button to move just like a millimeter closer to the spine. So just an engagement here. And we'll do a little stretch for the back of the calf, for the gastrocnemius. We'll breathe in and extend the right leg back. Press the ball of the right foot into the floor. Let the right hip get a little bit heavy. <coughs> and press out through the right heel. Now, if your wrists are giving you trouble, your first line of, of action might be to paw or claw the fingers into the floor. So we just have more um, engagement for the tiger. Your second action might be to come down to the forearm. That's always available. Yeah. So now let's find a little bit of lightness in the right hip. A little engagement. Yes. Oh, beautiful. Nice internal work happening. And with the breath in, we'll come back to table. Hands and knees. Give the wrists a break if the wrists would like a break. And in time, with the breath in, the heels and the forehead toward the floor. Child's pose or devotional, depending on where your hands wind up. And so let's walk the fingers 
toward the top of your mat, toward the front of the room, toward the west. And then let the heart and the back of the heart get slightly heavier. So there's a, a softening or a release in the shoulders. And from there, let's start to slide the hands, maybe a handprint closer to the head. Just enough so you can press the hands into the floor and lift your head a little bit. And so we'll take this into a twisting child's pose. And, and I'm hesitant to even call it that because it's mostly just like some shoulder action. So press the head away from the floor, lift the torso just enough so that you can take your right hand, lift it away from the floor, slide it underneath your left arm and lower down onto the shoulder. Keep the hips where they are. That is the work. And from there, let the forehead make its way toward the floor. And some of you might start to walk your right fingers toward the top of the mat or toward the west and then soften the shoulders into the floor. The chest, the belly, and the hips staying stable. Now the work here, the real work, is in noticing where you might be holding or gripping or protecting. Just noticing, not judging, not trying to change, just notice. And slowly on an inhale, we'll start to wind our way out of you might start by moving the left hand a little bit closer to the head so that you can press that hand into the floor, lifting the chest just enough to peel or slide your right arm from under. And then <coughs> between sides, move like you. If you can forget that you're in a yoga class and you're just like stretching in your room at In your room, it sounds like I'm talking like we're in high school or something. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Uh, those were different times. <laughs> and so in time, we'll prepare for side two. So you might make your way back to child's toward the floor and sink in to the shoulders.
And where do you feel yourself gripping or holding? Or protecting? And as you breathe in, we'll start to unwind our bodies from this shape. And as you breathe out, move like you. And in time, we'll meet in a standing forward fold, Uttanasana. So from child's pose, you might just tuck the toes under, shift the, the weight back as you lift the knees away from the floor, move the legs closer to straight, keeping a bend in the knees if your hamstrings would like that, or if you have a tendency to lock the knees. And let the, the crown of the head be heavy and the back of the There's no prize for reaching the floor. It doesn't matter. That's actually not the point of the pose. Can you relax your jaw and the back of the skull? Yeah. And you might. And with a breath in, we'll press the feet into the floor and using the strength of the legs, let's start to roll the spine up. You might even bring your hands to the tops of the thighs so that you can come up nice and easy. And for some of us, it might make sense to continue the action by sweeping the arms toward the sky. And then breathing out and bringing everything back to the center, whatever that means to you. And so let's come to the top of the mat. Virabhadrasana one, warrior one. And we'll approach with ease, feeling light. And we hold our bodies like we're an earthquake-proof building. You know, we expect the earthquake. So there's a little barrier everywhere. And we'll take the left leg and just step back about, I don't know, three feet. Just kind of, you'll, you might have to move it around depending on your proportions. And in general, the belly button and both hips are facing forward, and the hips are, they're at a tie. Neither one is winning in the race to the top of the mat. 
And for most of us, that means inviting the left hip to move forward and inviting the right hip to move back. Now, if you do that, you feel like, oh, this feels terrible in my left foot. Change the angle of that foot, or you can even widen the feet. That's useful. So from here, make deliberate contact between the feet and the floor, but really feel your left foot. Feel making contact. Breathe in and sweep the arms toward the sky. And as you breathe out, we'll start to bend the right knee, and let's bend the arms at the elbows as well. Beautiful shoulders. Let's do that a couple times, breathing in, rising up, and breathing out, breathing, nice. Maybe two or three more times. Notice what you feel. If I tell you that you are doing it right, will you shift out of that mode of your brain? With, with our spine. What would happen if you invited your tailbone to become more sensitive to gravity? And what would happen if you invited the belly button to move like a half a millimeter closer to the spine? And what would happen if you invited the heart to bloom? and a smile to happen across the chest, into the shoulders, into the elbows. As you breathe in, let's reach the fingers toward the sky, straightening the front leg. And as you breathe out, step the left foot forward to meet the right. And release, release the arms, maybe close the eyes. And notice what you feel. And in time, let's do it on the, the, the second side. And I don't remember what side we just did. So we'll, it looks like we'll step the right foot back. Is that right? Good. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> and again, like really take that time. Can I feel each of the toes I have touching the floor? Invite the hips to work together. Yeah. And in time, we'll breathe in and reach up toward the side. And as you breathe out, start to bend the front knee as you bend at the elbows. Yeah. Move at the pace of your own breath. And we're just kind of feeling our way in here. experimenting with the balance of effort and ease in the body. And we're doing it here not because it matters whether you have, you know, a yoga journal 
is created, but because what we're doing in here sets, creates a practice for what comes up in life. We're approaching the many challenges with ease. Maybe next time, settle in where the tailbone is heavy, the belly support the mid-back, the glutes are tuned, I feel this through the spine, and invite the heart to breathe. So in time, let's come back down to the floor, and we'll sit. We'll practice a, a sitting forward fold type of a thing before we come back onto our backs. And we'll practice Janu Shirshasana, extending the left leg straight, bending the right knee. Now for lots of us, I would say most people, this is challenging. Like things are gripping, there's effort required to sit up. Oh, one of my butt cheeks doesn't want to stay on the floor. And there are ways for us to support ourselves so that we can attend to you know, the, the inner workings of the shape. So one of those things that you could do would be to sit right on the edge of your blanket and sort of scooch all the way to the front so that if you scooched one scooch more, you would scooch right off. It tilts the pelvis forward. And then the second thing you can do, oh, that's nice, is to place one of the blocks underneath the right knee. Ah. And in time, with a breath out, let's just turn to face the left leg. That requires some effort. Can you breathe into both sides of the body as you engage the left foot at about 70%? Just sort of, you know, flex without aggression. Knee and toes pointing straight up, so we have a neutral hip. Wide hands. And with a breath in, let's breathe into the length of the body. You might press the back of the left thigh into the floor. You might press the calf into the floor. And as you breathe out, just invite the heart to move a little bit closer to the wall opposite of where you're sitting. Don't worry if it feels like you didn't move. You're not alone. And so with each breath in, we'll breathe into the length 
of the back of the body. We'll, we'll make that connection between the back of the thigh and the earth. And with each breath out, you might find your heart being just beckoned a little bit closer to that wall across your And see if you can keep that sense of broadening or smiling, yeah, from shoulder to shoulder. That's just gorgeous. breath in, we'll start to bring the torso toward upright. And as you breathe out, relax the upper. And in time, we'll switch sides. Extend the right leg and the left knee. Prop your body in all of the ways that are useful to the experience. You might take the hands wide, engaging the right foot a little bit, pointing the kneecap and the toes toward the sky. Breathe into the length of the spine. Oh, that's gorgeous. And as you breathe out, just let the heart feel invited across the room. Again, like. There's no prize here for reaching your toes or getting to the floor. That's not what we're working today. the breath in, let's start to come back up. And as you breathe out, let go of the effort. And in time, we'll come back down onto the floor on our back. 
And you might begin with bent knees and soles of the feet on the floor, just sort of like enjoying the, the support that you're receiving from the earth, the support that's already happening. Breathe in and press the feet and the lumbar curve into the floor. And breathe out and relax. Do that two or three more times. There are movements that the body is asking for, then make those. It's most restful for you to be on your belly, you are always welcome to be there. And let yourself really settle in to the bones, to the earth. And can you feel the support of the earth deeper than just the skin, all the way to the core. And can you feel that support coming from the earth deeper than the earth's surface? Maybe beginning with an inch below the surface. Two inches, a foot. Feeling the earth's support all the way down to its core.
to take fuller Feeling the breath all the way out to the edges of your form, all the way to the surface of the skin. natural movements and pulsations of the body to amplify in a way that feels natural and almost inevitable. movements slowly become bigger and bigger, moving across the entire body. And you're making your body just as long as possible. Hugging everything back in toward the middle. You might roll to your favorite side and just pause there for a moment. time, begin to make your way back to your seat. Bring the hands to the heart in a way that feels natural and meaningful. take a cycle of breath before we begin. So full breath in and easy breath
relinquishing in this space. We're practicing seeing. I see you. Namaste. to be here with you.